0: Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan
1: Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. From Nashville and 6th and Peabody, the final hour is here Thursday edition with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us for OutKick 360 across the OutKick network. We've got news, notes, headlines throughout the hour. Uh, we will start today, though, with uh, a guy who knows the state well, the state of Tennessee, former Mr. Football in high school, in 3A for Tennessee high school athletics, goes on to LSU. He's a national champion in 2019 for the LSU Tigers, and now he's a middle linebacker for the Cleveland Browns and has been there going into to year number three. Jacob Phillips in studio with us. As uh, he is in town and um, uh, brings to town for the first time his youth football camp, which is coming up this Sunday at Lipscomb Academy. And uh, we'll have details of this on the screen and give it throughout. We're going to tweet this as well. Jacob, welcome in, man. Good to see you.
2: Good to see you all. Uh, Thank you for having me.
1: Congratulations on the camp. I know this is something that you've been wanting to do for a while. And I, I. Asked you right before we we started the hour, is this going to be annual? Because you announced this as your inaugural camp, and uh, it is absolutely free, which is uh, on behalf of of you and some great partners that you have.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm super appreciative to uh, you know all the sponsors for the camp. That's uh, you know being able to uh, make this a free camp where we give away a lot of different things and uh, you know just have all the kids there having fun, enjoying it.
3: You go from winning a national championship to the Cleveland Browns as as a draft pick, a, a franchise that, as you know, is not necessarily known for winning. What was the initial thought when Cleveland drafts you in the third round, coming off that national championship?
2: Uh, you know, obviously my initial thought was, uh, you know, how blessed I am for this opportunity, and uh, you know, how this has been something I dreamed of since I was a little kid. But uh, you know, getting up there, getting up into Cleveland, uh. You know, being around the team and uh, that, that's like, that's where the transition kind of started and knowing that, you know, in football, it's year to year, you know, everybody, every single Sunday, every single whatever day you play, uh, you know, each team has this equal opportunity to win. So, uh, you know, in all fairness, I feel like we had a great team and, uh, and you know, we had, we, had pieces that we, we pieces to the puzzle that, you know, now I feel like we have more of a constructive puzzle.
3: Great high school football player right down the road from downtown Nashville here in East Nashville at East Nashville High School. Um, I got to ask this as a Tennessee grad because I feel like you hear this at times, Jacob, when you lose out on a recruit. You know, people will say, well, uh, Butch Jones didn't really want Jacob Phillips that bad. That's why he commits to Oklahoma and then eventually goes to LSU. Set the record straight. How hard did Tennessee recruit you during that process?
2: Uh, I got an offer from Tennessee when uh, I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, <clears throat> they were my second offer. I got an offer from Ole Miss, and then 30 minutes later, UT called me. So, uh, you know, growing up, being in Middle Tennessee, UT, you know, was always a, a spot that, you know, you kind of figure that if you get to that level, that's where you'll go. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, being that, I, I was recruited from uh, a lot of other different schools, you know, around the country. Like, I took uh, official visits to Oregon, Oklahoma, Notre Dame – Bama, Texas A&M, like it's just so much else, you know, to see, uh, you know, I I don't think it was a lack of recruitment on their end. I just think it was, you know, a a high school kid trying to figure out the best place for him to go.
3: When did you figure out you wanted to get away, that you wanted to go somewhere? You mentioned Oregon, Oklahoma, these are very different places to go, uh, coming from Nashville. When did you know you were going away for school?
2: Uh, I think my sophomore year, I wanted to be, I wanted to be at Tennessee and then, uh, I think uh, my junior year when I transferred schools and, uh, you know, the offers just really started coming in and uh, you traveling a little bit for camps and uh, to see these different schools. I, I think uh, that was kind of the turning point in my head where it's like, OK, I kind of want to get away from, you know, everything that I'm used to and get getting uh, more like uncomfortable situations where, you know, i am seeing the world and, uh, you know, getting a little diversity.
1: Jacob Phillips, our guest in studio with us on Outkick 360, He's hosting the free youth football camp. Um, coming up this Sunday, Lipscomb Academy uh, here in Nashville. JacobPhillips.EventBright.com is where you can register. We say register because you don't have to pay a dime. You just register, and it's open for boys and girls ages 8 to 14 for the skills and drills with Jacob Phillips and more coming up this Sunday morning.
0: You are so quick and so fluid when uh, when you watch a play, you watch highlight clips. I'm curious what the – and I know you had a, an injury. What do what the Browns send you into the offseason and talk to you through OTAs and minicamp about what they need you to do to get to where they want you to be
2: next? Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely want me to, uh, you know, turn the corner into, uh, you know, uh, to into that guy. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of been – it hasn't necessarily been, uh, you know uh, – talent at this point has just been uh you know just trying to stay injury free. Uh, you know, that's something that goes along with playing uh such a violent sport. Uh, you know, you're using your body every single day throughout the off season, during in season. Uh it just comes with it. So, you know, I'm just I'm just praying for uh you know good fortune with my health and uh, you know, this OTA's uh has been really good for me. Uh this is year three for me in the system and uh you know it's it's uh you know I, I had a lot of fun and I feel like I did really well. So, you know, this season uh, you know, I expect big things in myself.
0: So, is it a just keep doing what you're doing, and uh, it'll it'll come, so long as the health luck is is on your side.
2: Yeah, yeah. They they like how I came in uh, training camp uh, last year. You know, and I ended up tearing uh, my, my bicep two weeks into training camp, but they liked that. And uh, now, when I came back, uh, you know, working out with the same guy, came back for OTAs. You know, they really like where I'm at. Uh, I gained. Gained some weight. They wanted me to gain a little bit, so uh, I gained about eight pounds, and, uh, you know, I feel even stronger. Uh, you know, I, I've run, like, my miles per hour speed has gone up. Uh, you know, my, my weight is going up. My strength is going up. My IQ is going up, obviously, uh, from, you know, this is being my third year now, so. You know, in my leadership, also. So, you know, I feel like everything is going up for me, and uh, now it's just time to, you know, put it on showcase.
0: Has there been any avoiding the Deshaun Watson questions, even as a as a inside linebacker in Cleveland, or is everything up there right now about him?
2: Uh, you know, I, I kind of just uh, you know, this is it's such a, a team sport, and team chemistry is so big. Uh, in order to win games in the NFL just because, you know, every team is, is full of talent. So, you know, I, I think that we all came together in OTAs and, uh, you know, everybody was able to bond. Everybody was able to get to know each other. Uh, you know, I don't know how it is with other teams, but, you know, majority of our team, superstars included, guys who just got paid included were there, majority of the whole OTA period. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like that, that would really help us. And, uh, you know, it feels a little bit different this year.
1: Well, how do you avoid distraction? there for OTAs or minicamp with, with all of the, the speculation about what a suspension could be. When's one, when is one coming Baker Mayfield uh, aside from Deshaun Baker Mayfield and everything else involved there?
2: Uh, just, just day to day. I think that, you know, uh, you can kind of get a sense for the team, uh, you know, how dialed in they are to success uh, for, you know, how able, how good they're able to, you know, keep distractions, uh, out of place. So, you know, I think that every single day we showed up, defense competed against the offense, trash talked to each other, you know, every single day we were trying to get each other better. So, uh, I think that we've done a good job collectively is, uh, you know, just focusing on uh, what's important and, uh, you know, trying to win games. How was Baker
3: Mayfield as a teammate when he was leading? I know you're on defense, he's on offense, but like you said, you're interacting all the time. What was Mayfield like as a team? I know he's still technically on your team, but. What was he like in your experience?
2: Uh, Baker Baker's a a real good guy. Like I said, I uh, I was recruited to Oklahoma. I was actually committed there for three months. So you know, I kind of knew Baker previously before me getting into uh, even college football. You know, Baker was one of the guys that uh, I went on a visit to Oklahoma, and uh, he told me to break it down. Like I'm just a young high school kid after they after they got a win. So you know, uh, I've always been a, a you know, a, a, a fan and supporter of his, and uh, you know, I know he's going to bounce uh, right back on both feet, and uh, he's going to have a finish up with a great career.
3: In in terms of swagger and style and how they carry themselves, how close are Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow? Uh,
2: <laughs> i I guess I guess that's a fair comparison, but uh, you know, obviously, two different people, two different situations. Uh, you know, being in college is. It's more of a, it's more of a, okay, we're all like brothers and we're all trying to do this thing called life and, you know, play football, focus on that, focus on school, focus on so many different other things. But, you know, in the NFL, it's kind of like, okay, we're brothers in the locker room, but like, you know, everybody has their family. You know, you go home to, like, people have wives, kids. So it's a little bit different. Uh, You know, you don't don't get to know people as deep as, you know, you would in college, but, as far as you know being being on the same team and just seeing those two guys uh, I can just tell that it's two dudes who just wanna win and will give uh give it all for the success for the team.
3: Did you get a chance to know Joe a lot better because yeah. of the college setting as opposed to Baker
2: yeah, yeah, yeah definitely definitely and uh you know, but what I can say about both of them is that you know uh it's, it's never it's never you know any timidness uh I've seen both of them take big hits uh you know and get right back up and try and uh help us. You know succeed in the rest of the game so you know uh both great quarterbacks
1: what was let's go back to the national title game and uh and the win and the, the iconic photo of of burrow um and, and it, after big wins and just the sitting there with the cigar um i mean just as we can relive it as fans what's it like to look back on that game that night the parties whatever it might be afterwards uh, and think back of what lsu accomplished that night
2: Uh, it's it's, it's something funny. Uh, as, as you living in the life, it's hard to stop and, uh, you know, reminisce about the things that you've, uh, that you've done during this. So, you know, I I still haven't stopped ever since high school. I haven't, I haven't really stopped to look back and, uh, see, you know, all this, all the different things I was able to mark off, uh, my goals list, but, uh, you know, it's, it's what you gotta be, you know, you can't be complacent. You can't uh, worry about, uh, the good things that you've done or seen in the past, you got to just kind of keep chugging along every single day, and uh, you know, hope for more more greatness, hope for more great opportunities to come around. Were
3: you able to catch any of that cash that OBJ was dispensing that <laughs> night <laughs> after after the win on the field?
2: Nah, I, I didn't see that, but uh, it, was, it was it was cool <laughs> to see uh, see him there, see Jarvis there, Tyron Matthew there, you know, those LSU real legends, uh, and just to see how much you know how much support. They were giving us pouring in us like they were on the team with us. So you know it was a real special, uh, special day. You know, a special uh, chapter in uh, my football career.
1: Coach O is uh, spectacular behind a mic, uh, personality, and, and that whole run and what he brought to LSU was incredible. Uh, Jacob, be honest. Were there times where he's he's addressing the team and you have no idea what he just said?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 I I would say so yeah you know being from uh Tennessee yeah. uh going down there that was one of the biggest culture shocks is, like whatever, <laughs> what is everybody saying like
3: <laughs> it's not just coach o down there you're nah, saying nah, you got to nah. learn cajun pretty yeah, quick
2: yeah 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 you got to learn it but uh you know that was one of the things I was talking about uh, as far as me uh not going to Tennessee you know I kind of wanted to experience new things uh you know learn about different people different cultures you know obviously the food down there was amazing you know you missed that but uh you know, just a different lifestyle. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was a lot different.
0: You're represented by Drew Rosenhaus,
2: correct? Yes, sir.
0: What? Uh, tell tell us about what that's like. He's he's a different bird in terms of the agent community. A lot of guys lay back and want to be in the background. He he does not prefer the background. He is in, in the foreground.
2: Yeah, yeah. Drew Rosenhaus. Uh, he's he's been a real good agent to me. Uh, you know, started started talking to him early. Uh, he was one of the first agents to reach out to me, and uh, you know we just had a connection since since uh, since then. Uh, you know he's somebody that, <clears throat> yeah, he has a lot of clients, but you know he still seems to text me. Uh, you know every day, every other day, asking me how was practice, how's this, how's how's your workouts in Tennessee, how you doing, how you feeling, how's your body feeling. So, you know you know that he consistently cares, and uh, you, know, uh, you know you hire a good agent for a reason.
1: Jacob Phillips, our guest, uh, uh, former 3A Mr. Football here in Tennessee, goes on to play and win a title with LSU, now a linebacker with the Cleveland Browns. Best athlete you've been on the field with? Um, And I I have a name in mind, but I'd rather not say my guess yet until you name yours. Let
2: me me get your... (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to just uh give you the name. I'm curious if we match up here. I
3: I've got a I've got a different one, uh,
2: probably okay. than
1: you. Okay. So I would say Miles. I would say Miles Garrett.
2: That's what I would have said. Miles, uh Miles' I, is a special uh
1: I was gonna say Justin
3: Jefferson.
2: Oh. Yeah. I say I say, I say uh Odell. Oh, okay. I, I
0: had that in my head also.
2: Yeah, yeah, I say Odell. Yeah, definitely. He did a lot of crazy things like he could throw the ball eighty yards in the air and then go catch it with two fingers, like so, uh, Odell, you know, was special. He was a great teammate, too.
1: And best player
2: you've played against? Mm. As you've, far as the game or as far as, like, his own legacy?
3: Um, well, no, just – it could be college or pro. You know, someone you matched up against that you're you thinking this guy could him. really play. Could it could be a running back, greats. receiver, offensive lineman, quarterback, someone that even preparing for this person was difficult.
2: Uh. You know, every every game week's different, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, what plan we have going into the game. Then you have to find your own little nuances and own little edge on, you know, from watching tape, uh, you know, different tendencies that you might be able to pick up on. But, uh, you know, obviously, if I'm going off of strictly career-based Aaron Rodgers, uh, if I'm going off of, like, who was most challenging last year, uh, I'd probably say... Uh, I say I say Naji, uh, you know I've been playing against him against uh, against him since high school, in uh, all American games. So you know, and he's in our division. So I just I just yeah. I'm excited for the uh, battles that we have yeah. upcoming. And, and that's uh, a one on one. He's getting
0: yeah. a lot more carries too.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, you know, I, I love the competition. I love you know feeling in a, a state of you know you don't you don't necessarily know who's going to win, but you know you can give it your all and uh, you know just uh, you know when you put in the work. You know, more times than not, you can be successful. Were you surprised
3: things ended less than two years after the national championship for Ed Ogeron in, in, at LSU? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's it's hard for me to, like, you know, once I got to the NFL, I have my own life. I have my own things to worry about. But, uh, you know, so I, I I would say so, though. But I, I know that uh, Coach O, you know, as soon as he got the job, the next day he was in my living room, uh, you know, with my family and, uh, you know, uh, just talking. with. And I was already committed at this point. I closed my recruitment, and uh, it was just kind of one of those things. And then we went to go visit them uh, in Louisiana uh, later. You know, it was just kind of one of those things, talking to him, that, you know, he shows that he really cares. And then once I got there, you know, he shows that, you know, he's a player's coach, you know, when it comes to practice and, uh, you know, the things that we have to, uh, you know, do that, you know, he's always looking out for us.
3: Have you had a chance to meet with Brian Kelly since he took the job at LSU?
2: Not not since uh He recruited I'll, you I'll, though, yeah, right? Yeah, he recruited me. Yeah, what yeah. were
3: your experiences like when Notre Dame was recruiting you?
2: Uh I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Notre Dame was one of my favorite uh I just didn't, you know, one of my favorite schools. Like I, I loved the uh the history of it all, but uh you know, I just don't think uh, you know, being up there you know, playing in the cold, no division. I mean no conference to play in, uh, and I don't think that was what I really wanted to do, but uh
3: So you love when Cleveland drafted you. <laughs> but man, this weather's gonna be great. Bring nah, it on. Yeah.
2: That's one of the things though, but then actually when you get into it and play in it, uh you know you just gotta you just know you get the Vaseline, a little bit more Vaseline on the arms and the legs. But it ain't too bad.
1: Is this a contract year for you coming up? Uh two more. Right? Two more two more,
2: two more. Yep, yep, yep. So you're not thinking about it yet? No, sir, yeah. Uh you know, even when time comes, I got – so I say, you know, you hire a good agent to, uh, you know, take care of your interest in that factor, and uh, you know, only thing you can do is just, uh, you know, try and be as healthy as possible, play as good as possible, and uh, try and lead as best you can, you know, especially in my position. So, uh, you know it's something I'm looking forward to, uh, and I'm ready. So, uh,
1: playing with the Browns, played at LSU, of course. As far as road environments are concerned. The, LA, the, the SEC stadiums are louder yeah, just for yeah, the sheer yeah. volume of people in the stadium. But as far as road environments and feeding off of the road crowd, do you prefer playing in, like, Tuscaloosa or Pittsburgh or Baltimore?
2: Definitely. There's no comparison college to the NFL. Uh, you know, even in those rivalry games in the NFL, you know, you, you think it's going to be, uh, you know, a certain way. I would say the loudest stadium I've been in since being in the NFL is our stadium. A home stadium, uh, you know, the dog pound gets real loud. But you know, I also just say the same with uh with LSU. You know, a night game in Death Valley, you step on the field, it's like you just feel hollow, it's so loud, and uh you know you got so many uh so many passionate fans screaming and cheering you on each and every uh Saturday. So, you know, I feel like I played in in great uh great fan based uh arenas and uh as far as other away game arenas in college, I would say when Alabama, I think this was the first time they turned on their lights in the stadium. Oh, okay. Uh they turned those on in the second half. We was beating them pretty bad. Well, we was we was we was up a good a good amount, you know, we were comfortable. Came out at halftime, they turned the lights on and it was like we saw a different Bama team. But you know, <laughs> we 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 came away with the win and uh, you know, obviously in uh in the NFL I would probably say uh the Chiefs. Chief Stadium, uh, Arrowhead. We played them in the uh, in a playoff game, second round of playoff. And game.
1: that that is the closest environment to a college like feel is Arrowhead. I I, I think anyway. Um, Chad, not too many eleven a.m. kickoffs at LSU for the reason he's talking about.
3: No, they like to get primed up down <laughs> they get, there in Baton Rouge. They get upset, the they get upset with the morning are, kickoffs. Yeah, the fans are much more amped uh, by a <laughs> night kickoff there at LSU. No yeah. doubt about it. And I'm glad you said that about the SEC because there really is no comparison if you go to some of these places. And I've been to a number of NFL places and it is not nearly the same uh, from a noise standpoint.
1: Jacob Phillips uh, in studio with us. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, cool behind the scenes as the backup right now?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like we've got a really good, a real good quarterback room. Uh, We got your boy, uh, Josh Dobbs. Yeah. UT. uh, And we got Brissett and then... uh, uh Watson. So, you know, I feel like our, our quarterback room going against them, uh, you know, they're they're good, they're learning the plays, they're learning the playbook, they're learning uh the system and how they how coaches want it to be done. So, you know, uh I feel like uh we got a good shot, uh, you know, uh regardless. How's the
0: competition amongst uh the inside linebackers?
2: Uh it's good. I feel like we all push each other every day. Uh you know, I feel like more more so this year it's, it's we all we all kind of more uh, kind of more closer to each other, you know. Uh, even like Miles Gary he took us on a trip to Miami uh, a couple weeks ago. So, and then offense, obviously, uh, Washington took them to the Bahamas, and you know, you just kind of see like those little things, those little special things, like going to watch playoffs games all together. Like they kind of drive the team to uh, you know mold together better and. Uh, you know that that's only going to create success.
0: I'm okay if you're close to Anthony Walker. I just need you starting in front. Of me. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hey, sure. uh, tell us about the the football camp that's coming
1: up. Uh, absolutely free, and uh, this is something that you hope becomes an, uh, an annual event uh, here in the the Middle Tennessee area. I know Lipscomb Academy is hosting. They have tied in you there right now, yep. and uh, they're hosting your football camp this this Sunday morning and. Uh, I'll mention again. JacobPhillips.Eventbrite.com is where you can go if you're in the area uh, to sign up for the football camp this Sunday morning. It starts at 9:30. Ages eight to fourteen, boy or girl. Uh, tell us what you hope to accomplish.
2: Uh, you know, going into this offseason, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to make an a, a impact in the community that you know has has helped you know raise me and uh, uplift me uh, into the position I'm in right now. So. You know, I feel like always football has been a thing that you know I'm blessed with the talent but uh you know how many people going to go in and bless with my talent. So uh you know I started my foundation uh it's called the Jacob Phillips God's Warrior Foundation and uh you know I started off the summer by going and uh you know talking to different uh companies trying to you know gain sponsorship and uh I want to host my first football camp. I'm I'm doing that and uh you know there's also other things that I want to do in my camp. You know I want to make a uh, it's really real intentional uh you know I want I want to be intentional in what I do you know, I don't want to just do a football camp like I'm planning on doing a bike giveaway uh this summer so you know the kids can get out of the house ride bikes you know different uh different uh you know
1: uh just activities yeah, outside yeah, of uh Yep. specifically football.
2: Yep, 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 definitely. Dad and uh you know I want to help uh in ways of like financial literacy and just you know different things that uh can make a real impact in in kids lives and uh you know hopefully them seeing me do it will uh you know help them drive forward into you know maybe they didn't have a good year of school that year or maybe they didn't have a good year of playing ball that year. You know it kind of get them to you know stay on course, stay on the right path and uh you know, uh, you can accomplish all things if, uh, you know, if you, if you stay focused and locked in.
1: Well, hey, man, uh, congratulations on all the success. You've had it at every level. And we, we, we wish you nothing but the best as the career continues in Cleveland uh, and, and stay healthy, first yes, and sir. foremost.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Good luck. Jacob Phillips uh, has been our guest. Uh, and, uh, again, we will, uh, we'll link it up if you are driving across the network right now. You're like, man, I'd, I'd like to check out this link. Go to Outkick360 on Twitter. That's where you can find the Eventbrite link to sign up. Again, free of charge coming up this Sunday. We'll hit some headlines. We will discuss some nostalgia of some summer movies and beyond with Withrow next on Now Kick 360
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: Our thanks to Jacob Phillips for joining us in studio, Browns linebacker, and uh, of course, uh, one of the best to play high school football in the state, and he went on to win a championship at LSU. So tonight,
0: uh, as picks are made, the uh, State Farm jingle will fire off. Huh. How do how do we like that as an advertising mechanism? It's going to get old. <laughs> I think so too. It's going right? to
1: get very old. Um, there's something I it's say. Not- if they, I, I don't even know what is there an NBA draft jingle to begin with? Like I, I know the NFL.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah or, or, the, or the pick yeah. is in, right? Is yeah, it's like, a, it's like a, yeah, it was like a, but it's like a,
1: it's not
3: the ESPN Sports Center. It's like no. a chime, but it's, it's a very distinct. rhythmic chime that that is very distinct. Um, I can hear it, but I cannot do it justice but if I try not, to make that it noise doesn't belong with my mouth company.
0: right
1: now. It gives you a certain feeling when you hear it. If I hear the Tate Farm jingle over and over again, it
0: gives you the feeling like I should go to the bathroom because the commercial's on.
1: Yeah, I'm already upset that I've mentioned their company twice. There you go. By, you know, complaining about it before I've even heard it. Well, the jingle yeah, discussion
3: makes me think about at Iowa, you know, they wave to the children's hospital in between the third and the fourth quarter. They, have, they are now allowing their student body to vote on the song that plays during the wave. So they have submissions from the students, and then they're going to have a big vote where the students decide... Whatever song will play during the wave. The
0: same song? Like they're picking every a song game. for that? Or they're picking a different song every game?
3: It's not like a songwriting competition. They get no, to no. pick an existing song. And they're going to vote for four But They'll do a different one every ones. week? No. Or they'll pick
0: one song no. that's going to be the song the for that.
3: Se- They're voting on the song. Cool. Not week to week, but from here on out. They will play a certain song in between the third and fourth quarter.
0: I think it's cool to have a Let's- song identified with that, but they'll probably pick the wrong. At song.
3: Florida, you know, they play Won't Back Down by Tom Petty going to the fourth quarter every game. Tom Petty, who worked at, at the University of Florida at one point and is from Gainesville. Um, that, that's what this is going to be
1: for the Wave.
0: Vanchero is uh, dressed tonight kind of like Prince. <laughs> don't you agree?
1: He's got the purple. Um, and what are What's, those? what's the emblem I don't, on the I don't jacket? I don't know. It looks look like Jack Nicholson
3: as the Joker. From the 1989 too. Batman movie,
1: I always see like the the suit combinations. Like he's wearing a purple suit with a red watch, and and I I think like if I uh, considered walking out of the house wearing that, like I, there's no way I I, I I would by be society. no. But I, I'm saying like I would be thinking about how foolish I look before I even leave the house, but. These guys are able to pull it off. I I like dis, they, I disagree with this. They look at this d- for they, this reason. They hun, look the part on on this NBA
3: red carpet. Let's dive right into this because I have I have a big issue with this. That does not look good. I don't that, think it does. That is not fashion. No, that is not getting. stylish. It's not. It's this idea that we worship youth and celebrity so much that anyone young, hot and famous can wear anything and it's cool yeah but but it's just this it's this
1: construct that we've convinced ourselves but the young and hot and famous are wearing what the old and wrinkled say is cool if you really think about uh, it, i don't know about that the fashion designers see it they're not kids
0: will say it's cool but they're doing it to appeal to the youth they're
1: leather bags
0: i mean (laughs) but they're doing it to appeal to the youth and the first person that says that's cool is my 12 year old and that's who they're looking to appeal to, but at it's other only, people their age. Again, they don't care what we think. It's only cool because they're wearing it. Yes. So there's not. I, I just and it's automatically cool because they're wearing it. It Doesn't matter what it is. I see it's plenty of cool. you
3: know women wear uh, evening gowns at a show. I'm like, that's a really good look. Like she looks great in that. And then I see other people showing up in a Styrofoam box. You know, wearing it because some designer made it as a statement to something. I think that looks terrible. But we are. People are conditioned and taught to believe
1: it's cool only because they're cool and they're wearing it. But they saw it first mm-hmm. on the runway in New York. That's my point. By some leather bag who designed it. <laughs> like, but the leather bag is also wearing a leather bag. So that, too, is not cool. That does not look good. But, but they, like, they convince people I'm, it's good. I'm like this, like who, like, who determined what, when a cuss word was a cuss word? Who t- who who determines who is very popular in fashion and why they get to the uh, say in great, fashion? It's a great point. Um, like it's who like you can't name these people, but they're extremely powerful. influential in very how we go powerful. about our daily lives. Well, I, so
3: here's the way I look at fashion. Okay, <laughs> this is something I never thought I'd say on, on this show into a microphone. If it's something that you can design that looks sleek and good on just about anyone, you've done a good job being fashionable if it's something that's like a trash bag or styrofoam box that i talked about that's only going to be worshipped because the person wearing it is already worshipped it's not fashion it's you trying to get away with throwing a styrofoam box on someone famous
0: i I agree with you but that may be the definition of what quote-unquote fashion is what you're describing, putting a trash bag on somebody, it's very
3: lucrative. High, high I, I get that art is subjective. You know, there's not a hard and fast rule on these things. It just bothers me. Well, like when I see these uh, these suits that NBA draft picks will wear, NFL draft picks, and I look at someone like that guy looks really sharp. That's a good look. That would look good on a number of people. And that designer did a good job styling something for that person and tailoring it. And they could do that with other people. Instead of you show up as Jack Nicholson as the Joker from 1989,
0: but you because you're
3: Paolo Ben Caro, it's
0: fine. Most of these guys will look ridiculous tonight.
1: And then Most. they wear a hat that doesn't actually fit on their head—a top hat. Um, <laughs> Nobody should be wearing a top cap hat. That's a top hat, unless um, you're
0: playing a character from an era where top hats were popular. You shouldn't here, be wearing
1: a top hat. Here's the thing: I can't wait for the year 2047 when cargo shorts are in fashion again <laughs> like can we bring that back please where i'm not called uh, an idiot for wearing uh, you know it's big uh,
3: right along the same time as the cargo short Hutton was the Zuba. the carpenter pant
1: carpenter pant was legit uh, I from a, american eagle I,
3: I had the i was gonna say i had the american eagle carpenter yeah. pant where you know if i don't ever need to put it a hammer in my you know side pocket i'd they be just set. they will just
0: painters hats ever come back <laughs>
3: I'm but sure they're probably already back sooner than
1: Carpenter. Pants. My
3: daughter, who's seven, is walking around the house looking like Janet Jackson from Rhythm Nation right now. She's got like the old school hat that looks like a train conductor hat. That's <laughs> solid <laughs> black, <laughs> and she's got like a black skirt on, and then like some sequin top. Is she makes she looks Janet like Jackson? she looks like Janet Jackson from the late '80s. And I'm thinking this is probably in fashion right now. Actually, have, you have, could probably leave the house and be fashionable wearing this. Have she has she seen Janet? Uh, no, this is just what she decided to wear. She dresses herself, and this is the outfit she came up with. She's a fashion I don't know where the hat came from. I I have no idea. (laughs) She just put it on. She may have made the damn thing. Who knows? she stole it? I don't know. Maybe. Someone's missing a hat. My daughter's already a kleptomaniac.
1: Albanese is, uh, so Ryan Albanese is back with us. He went on a European vacation for about a month and a half. Yeah. And um, he's now back with us, but he's back without a bag that included the camera. Uh, where he shoots a lot of footage on a YouTube channel where he goes and where movies were filmed and goes side by side on shots of the movie versus, you know, in here in the here and now, here's where the movie was filmed. And uh, his, you know, his valuable stuff was taken.
0: You're always warned over there, and Chad's been in this situation. I don't know if you heard this when you went to Italy on your honeymoon you're going to get surrounded by people they're going to distract you <laughs> and you're going to you know have no choice really things are going to be taken off your body i've been over to europe a couple times and i had not i was on high alert and nothing like this happened to me at all chad you said you were accosted if you will
3: yeah i just i put my i, I didn't hear about like gypsies in like a big magic act to get it but i was just always told put your stuff in your front pocket yeah which I did Common the whole sense. time, and it did not stop a guy from posing as a cop or security guard and robbing me as I walked onto a train in Alicante, Spain. So nice! I'm walking on, a guy in all black is walking out and pats me down. I'm walking onto the train, so I'm thinking, this guy's like the train police, and he pats me down, wearing all back in a, in a fake badge, and takes my wallet out of my front pocket. He got,
1: he got ripped off by a trick-or-treater. It was some street magic. It was David Blaine filming a reality show. <laughs>
0: yeah, you could have used some time in the big city before you went to Europe.
3: Yeah. Uh that the, the guy who has tweeted his own routing number... <laughs>
0: Yeah, needing some this time a in a big city. This is yeah. cyber crime, which the, is different. This than from a man guy to man who
3: tweeted a breaking news story on a two-month-old <laughs> interview three uh, days ago.
0: Again, from cyber, a show
3: on a day we launched in Nashville. Cyber, it's competition now.
0: Cyber crime, not
3: man-to-man yeah, man crime. I'm not the naive one here,
1: Chief. Speaking uh, of crime, the uh, that city. was the big eye-opening thing for me in Italy, uh, where the 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 mob influence and the the head counters in all the restaurants. I've told you guys about this, but the like every place you sit down. Uh, immediately, like within three to four minutes, there would be someone walking in trying to get me or anyone at every table um, to purchase a rose for who you're with yeah. and romance. And you're on your honeymoon, so this is fitting. Yeah, of course. I, I bought no rose. I'm looking at them like, no, man. Like uh, I, you literally asked me that at the previous stop um, because they're everywhere. Um, they're also like out on uh, in these in these uh, different uh, squares, they they have, like... Um, Piazza. Yeah, the Piazzas. They they have these guys who are, like, trying to sell you, like, this little, like, paper airplane-looking thing that you spin up in the air. They're, like, fidget spinners, but they actually fly and glow. And I'm like, like how, how, how lucrative could this be? And this randomly came up, and I asked one of the tour guides about this, because uh, they're everywhere. And he said uh, those, they come in to headcount on to make sure the restaurants are not skimming off the top on how many people they've actually served that day because they have to pay a tax to the mob, to the mafia, and that's how they keep up with how much business they've done on any certain day is they have people that come in and I count the seats.
3: I just finished watching this show on Paramount Plus, The Offer, which is about the making of The Godfather. is it good? Very good. Very entertaining. Miles Teller's great. Really good cast. Uh, the head of Paramount Pictures, uh, Bob Evans, is a big part of it. Also, it's really well done. The guy who plays Al Pacino, young Al Pacino, is spot on with the voice and everything is Al Pacino. Hoo-ha! Anyway, they go to Sicily. You know, the big part of the movie is they had to get in cahoots with the New York City mob and Joe Colombo to get the thing made. And the deal they made was the uh, uh, Albert Ruddy, who's the producer, Miles Teller plays him. He offered, he said, we will not use the word mafia in this picture to oh. not stain the good name of the Italian-American workers in New York City and everything going on because they were dead set against giving a bad name to Italians from this movie because they knew it was going to be popular. So they took that out and they allowed him to make it. They did a private screening for the mob in New York City a month before the movie came out. Really well done, really good movie. But they're in Sicily shooting scenes, and they walk into a restaurant and it's a similar thing where the restaurant owner is saying, so this guy right here is going to take care of you. And it's just a table of guys in suits sitting over to the side and kind of nodding, you know, giving them a drink, this and that. And Ruddy looks at the rest of the table and says, yeah, we got to get out of here. We're going to have to shoot somewhere else. <laughs> and they're like, why? He's like, because I'm not getting into this again, where it's the mob that's saying, you're going to give us a cut of yeah. what you shoot over here, but we're gonna give you protection and show you around. And like, yeah, we'll go ahead and finish these drinks and just get out of here. Get out of this part of town and leave. But I highly recommend it. Yeah. The I, offer. I, the offer? The offer. It's um uh, it is an eight eight Peacock? episode. No, it's on Paramount Plus. It's an eight episode limited series. If you watched eighteen eighty three or Yellowstone, these are all shows that are on Paramount Plus too.
1: Coming up, modern day takes on our favorite sports movies. It's something you can read at Outkick, and Chad will tell you about that next on Outkick 360.
0: You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. We'll do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. NBA draft tonight. Just around the corner, actually. We'll have the recap tomorrow, plus. Bobby Carpenter will join us. Maybe some special guests on the Maybe. Friday edition of the show. Uh, plus, Brent Hubs of AllQuest dot com. Uh, Chad, tell us about the recent column and outkick that uh, I believe posted early this morning about some remakes or take twos on some classic sports films.
3: So I got to thinking about this on Father's Day. Got a little bit nostalgic, and I watched uh, recently the movie Hustle on Netflix starring Adam Sandler, the basketball movie, which I was, I was... really impressed with. It's great. Uh, very impressed with it.
1: And who's the player you said was really good in the movie? Uh,
3: well, and I, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but it's a Spanish player that is the co-star with Adam Sandler who was good, but Anthony Edwards was really good. Ricky Rubio. Kenny Smith was awesome. As Adam Sandler's best friend and an agent in it, not playing himself of of Inside the NBA. Anyway, that movie's good. Got me thinking about sports movies I've seen over the years, a lot of them with my dad, when I was thinking about this on Father's Day. And given the success of Cobra Kai on Netflix, it was originally on YouTube Red, when YouTube had their subscription service, and Netflix bought it, and it's been a huge uh, success for Netflix they're about to have season five of that. It got me thinking about sports movies ripe for a sequel or a, just a flat-out remake, a modern-day, modernized remake. I think most of my ideas, and you can read about it at outkick.com, most of my ideas honestly would work better as a series, like a streaming service series. For example, I went with Varsity Blues. Paul Walker is, has died he was Lance Harbor in mm-hmm. the original. So my idea was Lance Harbor becomes head coach at West Canaan when Bud Kilmer is gone, and he had the knee injury. Remember, he couldn't go to Florida State because he had the catastrophic injury. He becomes head coach, passes away an untimely death. Jonathan Moxon is a professor in the Ivy League after he went to Brown <laughs> to play football and has called back home to Texas. Failing marriage, goes to Texas, becomes the head coach for Lance Harbor, Charlie Tweeter is the biggest citizen in town, owns uh, a string of convenience stores, and is a big booster for the team, so they reconnect. This, to me, is... People must say, well, it's Friday Night Lights. To an extent, yes, but everything in, in media right now is a repeat of something. That should be a series. Uh, it, could be the adult,
1: about, it could be the adult version, though. Yeah,
3: another follow-up I had was Little Big League with a 12-year-old manager like of the, the Twins and the owner where Joseph Gordon-Levitt who's right around 40, now plays 40-year-old Bill Haywood, who does the same thing. He's been an owner of the team, but they've got the lowest payroll in the league. He fires the manager and inserts himself in again, as he did when he was 12 years old. Um, I would love to see things like this. And it sounds so silly with some of these movies. One of them was Hoosiers, which people say that's blasphemy. I object to
0: one that's blasphemy. Don't remake Hoosiers.
3: And, uh, And Jerry Maguire. People say don't do a sequel to Jerry Maguire that focuses on Rod Tidwell cuba gooding jr's character but i'd like to see that too um
1: you could remake hoosiers for a younger crowd you and, just make and it
3: modern day and my idea was put kevin costner it doesn't hit the, the same Hacking. for the younger crowd
1: paul i've watched a 12 year old watch it they could barely stay seated to watch it
3: well there's a look bad news bears was one That's i would him. say is blasphemy to remake but they made they remade it you know for a younger crowd with billy bob thornton and, and it, the it Walter you also room.
1: you also remake space jam for a younger crowd for a reason
3: I think it would do well. Uh, my idea was Kevin Costner in the Gene Hackman role in Hoosiers, in the modern remake of it. Um, Who would play the drunk, the drunk father? Oh, Dennis Hopper's character? John C. Riley. <laughs> Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell played a great drunk also. <laughs> now we turn um, it into a comedy. Paul would have no problem remaking the, the program as it not being a classic film. That's another one that today's college football is ripe for a, oh. just a complete reboot of the program. Yes. I said put John Hamm or Vince Vaughn as James Kahn's role as the head coach. And I mean everything that happens now was ha- you know in that movie you just updated a little bit. Um anyway, these are things I'd watch. You can read about it, it at
1: com. Thank you. Um but don't touch losers. Odds for the uh, top pick is it remain the same? Uh, minus 300? Yeah, so it's still going to be it's still Smith minus 300 for the Here's top overall pick. Here's what we know now. Go
3: Nick. It's going to be a shock if it's not Jabari Smith based on these odds.
1: Yeah. I, well, I, I don't know how they account for possible trades for all this, which are yeah, going to go down to the top Jamari five. If you Jabari Smith
0: to go first and there's a trade.
1: You, I mean, you lose.
0: Well, but, if he goes first, you win no matter what.
1: Right? Yeah, but if someone else – I'm saying if like – you're you're betting on the Chet Holmgren lover team trades up, right? Then you're screwed. Yeah, or who? who knows? Well, I'm
3: not because I put a dollar and would win twenty two bucks
1: on that there. You bet go.
3: If that trade happens,
1: uh, we'll we'll compare notes on who stuck with the NBA draft the longest. Whenever we uh, reconvene I may not start tomorrow, with it. I'm going it's to a family Twitter.
3: dinner, so I may already lose. I don't.
1: I don't know. What there is to watch if you don't start with the NBA draft. Who's
0: got the State Farm uh, jingle back at it
1: tomorrow? Now kick 360. Don't block
0: the box. Be sure to lock your locks.